Okay, we are still in Revelation chapter 6. We are going to summarize the message of the four horses, and then we're going to look at an incredible parable that parallels, a parable that parallels, the paralleling parable. And I just ate lunch. So we're going to look at the four horses in relation to a parable that Jesus gave in Matthew chapter 13 of the sower and the seed, and we're going to see some incredible connections that take place there. Wow. So this is just a summary. I'm just, I'm believing that as we've gone through this, you guys have said, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Let me rephrase the white horse. Let me rephrase the red horse. Let me rephrase this um, dark horse. Let me rephrase the pale horse and just summarize a couple of points that I got out of that, and then we'll just blow it up with this parable parallel. Mm -hmm. Okay? Let's start with the word of prayer. Jason, pray for us, would you? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for uh, another chance to study your word. Lord, please be with us, lead, and guide our discussion as we go over Revelation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we got this white horse coming forth in the first seal. It goes forth, it says, he that sat on him had a bow, a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering unto conquer. Give us a couple of sentences on that. Tell us what it means. So the white horse has to do with Christ and his people. Mm -hmm. um, so um, when it says conquering and to conquer, so when uh, Christ, when you accept Christ into your life mm -hmm. and he, he takes over mm -hmm. um, and it's a daily surrender mm -hmm. and so he continues to conquer. Amen. You, um, Love it. Then we have the black horse. Mm -hmm. No, we're not there. No, oh, no, 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 no. You're holding oh, up there. You're on a roll, aren't you? Yeah. yeah we're going to get interrupt there. that roll. We're going to gonna interrupt that roll. <laughs> and we're going to move to the red horse. And it says here in Revelation chapter 6 and verse 4, and then went out another horse that was red and power was given him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth that they should kill one another. And it was given unto him a great sword. And what did I do with my notes? I'm looking for my notes here, feverishly. Oh, you don't need notes. Oh, see, easy for y'all to say. I know, easy for y'all. Well, the bottom line is that that red equals the dragon or mm -hmm. persecuting power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it also, we think of red, we think of blood. Mm -hmm. We think of the blood of the saints. We think of the church that is associated with um, with this horse or the you know mm -hmm. corresponding, mm -hmm. and um, that would be Smyrna, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And that and there was persecution mm -hmm. with Smyrna, yep. mm -hmm. and so um, that's what we think of when we, when we think of the red, yes. that, that power. And you know what's interesting to me, guys, too, is that the correlation here with the sanctuary, the mm -hmm. table of showbread, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. sitting on the north. Mm -hmm. yes because the, the great controversy between God and Satan mm -hmm. is ever present mm -hmm. in these verses yeah. to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we're looking for the, the great controversy also in these verses, we see that, you know, the red equals the dragon and mm -hmm. persecuting the people of God. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's, that's very... Yeah, and, trying to take the place of God trying to take the seat yes, of God, trying yes. to be in the sides of the north yes. and get the people to his side. Yep. And he uses persecution to do that. That's one of the first waves he used to do that. Yeah. Okay, what's our next horse? Uh, can you read the next verse for us, uh, Ivor? Uh, Black horse? Uh, six. Five. Six. Five. 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 Five and six. <clears throat> it says, and when he had opened the third seal, I heard the beast say, come and see. 
looked, and I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. All right, Jason, what you got? Man, so we should have done this like two <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, All right, so the, the black horse represents compromise and, mm -hmm. and false balances. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have... Um, it says the wheat and barley mm -hmm. representing the bread of life, mm -hmm. uh, which is the word of God. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and for a penny, which I believe was stated that that was like a day's wages. wages. Yep. So it made it hard for people to get the word of God. Mm -hmm. And um, there mm -hmm. was like a famine, mm -hmm. pretty much. That's what mm -hmm. we got. Yeah. Good stuff. Excellent. And then oil and wine representing those who were filled with the Holy Spirit, trusting the blood of Christ. Mm. They weren't, and that's going to take us into the pale horse because you got people trusting the blood, and then a pale horse comes. It looks like it's Yvonne. What does Tell it look us. like? Yeah. Tell us. Okay. Oh, let's I, read the verse first. Was, okay. Um, you want me to read it? Go ahead. Eight. Um, so we're in Revelation 6, verse 8. Mm -hmm. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was Death and Hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. Um, more? That's, That's it. it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the pale horse. I had never thought about this before mm -hmm. when I read the pale horse. Mm -hmm. Why was he pale? Mm -hmm. What did that represent? Mm -hmm. But you brought out that it represents you know, when you think of somebody that's pale, you think of the absence of blood. Mm -hmm. So there's the absence of blood in this horse that indicates the blood of Jesus yep. being um, not, people weren't applying the blood mm -hmm. of Jesus for righteousness. Mm -hmm. So the blood of Jesus was not in this horse. So people were not, um, they were Trusting. not using yeah. or applying the blood yeah. of Jesus. So this let if the blood is withdrawn, because mm -hmm. we know that the life is in the blood, mm -hmm. right? The word mm -hmm. says, if the blood is withdrawn, now that leads to us, not us, them, not being willing to acknowledge God, leading yeah. to atheism. Mm -hmm. So we look at this whole mm -hmm. thing as um, this, this period that was the dark ages that led into mm -hmm. Atheism. Amen. And that's and another connection there, of course, is death and hell. So death and hell is connected with that because. The, oh, yes. Yeah. As as the blood is within. You got it. That's major. Yeah. And I, 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 that shouldn't be left out mm. because, again, it is a misrepresentation mm -hmm. of God's character mm -hmm. to to take away the blood of Jesus mm -hmm. and to use death and hell mm -hmm. as a way, as subterfuge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a way to trick people mm -hmm. into thinking that God is, um, God, is, God is a cruel tyrant. Mm -hmm. And so um, the death and hell, the pale horse, on, on that pale horse mm -hmm. sat death and mm -hmm. hell. Oh, yes. yeah. You know, I think uh, something that's really, really significant mm -hmm. is, you know, the Bible says, greater love has no man than this, and he lays life down for his mm -hmm. friends. Amen. Mm -hmm. God so loved the world that mm -hmm. he gave his only begotten son. That mm -hmm. blood is really the most potent representation of the love of God. Mm -hmm. mm. 
So when the love is removed, mm -hmm. when the blood is removed, you have a picture of a God who is a tyrant, mm -hmm. who is just, mm -hmm. you know, one to be afraid of, not one to love. And that's the picture that this pale horse is presenting of God. Look, mm -hmm. you know, there's no blood, there's mm -hmm. no love. Mm -hmm. Yep, God is the kind of God that'll do this forever. Mm -hmm. You know, that'll burn you forever. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that we were just talking about, um, is the fact that when you look at these last two horses, the black horse and the pale horse, mm -hmm. remember that it was during the period of the black horse that we have instituted the first Sunday law, mm -hmm. mm. Sunday sacredness. Mm -hmm. And under the fourth seal, the fourth horse, you have this issue of the state of the dead. So these are the two great errors, yes. mm. Sunday sacredness mm -hmm. and the state of the dead mm -hmm. that apostate Christianity uses to deceive the world. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna find those two issues coming back mm -hmm. as we move further in the book of Revelation. So it's just very interesting that under these two seals, these are the two things that are made prominent. The changing of, of the Sabbath, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, cut, the balance between Sabbath and Sunday, oh, let's mm -hmm. compromise, mm -hmm. and the, the teaching of death and hell. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's so important for us to be able to apply these, these symbols in history. There. Mm -hmm. Because you can look at the symbols and you go, where's the Sabbath and the dark horse right, right. there? Now, what we're doing is we're showing that in the churches and in the seals and in the trumpets, we're looking at epochs of history. We're looking at these histories in succession. And when we go back to this historical time, in, for example, the time of Constantine, we see in history a change in yes. the Sabbath mm -hmm. Sunday. And that reminds us that, wow, that's when that took place. And therefore, this black horse represents a time when the Sabbath was changed. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, an attack on the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And then we go to the history following that, and we see, oh, this is a time, you know, the church brought in this misunderstanding of hell, this misunderstanding of um, death. Victory. Yes, mm -hmm. and these, these ideas, really from a lot of it from, from Greek, mm -hmm. you know, th uh, thinking, of that that ended up becoming a total misrepresentation of God's character, mm -hmm. which led people to just turn away from God, atheism. Oh, this is where this is the basis for spiritualism. This is the basis for misunderstanding the state of the dead. Mm -hmm. Oh, these are two great errors in history that are symbolized here in these horses. In history, we see that these phrases, we see the connection. Oh yeah, and then when we get back into the, over into the end of the Book of Revelation, we have. All that's going to come out is going to come out this way. It's going to it's going to say in Revelation chapter 14, all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of mm. Ophelia. Oh, what's the wine of the wrath? For? In her cup, she has a uh, 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 in her hand, she has a cup filled with wine. Oh, what is that wine? Mm -hmm. Wine is doctrine. It's teaching mm -hmm. in that context. The the wine is a counterfeit of the blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. Yes, the blood of Christ, mm -hmm. the wine. So it's again, a false the... covenant yes. that they have partaken of. It's a false yeah. understanding of who God is, mm -hmm. his character, his love, his covenant. And so right now, mm -hmm. someone's listening. They're, they're watching this, they're, they're listening to this, or someone's had a Bible study and they said, well, like me, Sunday, that's always been the day, you know. Well, it's not in the Bible. It's not in the Bible, where did it come from? Oh, history. You see, history, we have to go back to history. When we go back to history, we find, oh, Constantine, where is that? Well, right here. Mm -hmm. You see, we make the connection. Mm -hmm. God is giving us the connection right here. He's not giving it to us once in the churches. He not, he's not giving it to us twice in the seals. He's not giving it to us three times in the trumpets. He's giving it to us four times. Mm -hmm. 
five times even when you go to Daniel, six, seven, eight, you know, because Daniel talks about changing times and laws right. and little horn coming. So we've got this, just this layer after layer after layer of reaffirmation, reaffirmation, reaffirmation. So that when we lay all these layers out and we look at the history and check it all out, it all just comes down, comes down, comes down. So it's a powerful picture. So what you need to understand the book of Revelation is you need to have the understanding of history. Mm -hmm. Once you have that understanding of history, you just, you study the book of Revelation, you're like, hey, where does this fall in history? And that's why the historicist method of interpreting the book of Revelation is so important mm -hmm. because history verifies. Mm -hmm. You know, with these other schools, futurism, you have no, you're just guessing. Yeah. Right. This may happen, right. and we think this will happen, right. mm -hmm. and it may happen here. Or mm -hmm. You're basically left in the dark, and you're just guessing. Right. Uh, preterism, there is no history. It's just all in the past. Mm -hmm. And so this is, you know, just another reason why it's crucial for us to understand uh, that without historicism, mm -hmm. you cannot understand the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Preterism has a little bit of history, a little but, it's, bit, all but it's all in the past. Yeah, there's for, no process, no succession. Yes. For those who did not see the former programs about historicism, mm -hmm. what is it? Historicism is the way we approach the book of Revelation by saying that it's past, present, and future. Mm -hmm. So God introduces himself in the book of Revelation, I am he that is, that was, and that is to come. Mm -hmm. That's past, present, and future. Mm -hmm. Write those things which you have seen, the things which are, and the things which must be hereafter. Mm -hmm. So that's Revelation mm -hmm. chapter 1, 19, Revelation chapter 1, I think it's verse uh, 9, and Revelation 1, verse 4. So all of those verses are showing us in the introduction to Revelation how the book of Revelation is to be understood. Because mm -hmm. John says that he was shown things which must shortly come to pass. Mm -hmm. Well, that goes all the way back to his time. That's the apostolic age. Well, now we know that there are things in Revelation that have to do with the end of time. Mm -hmm. So you've got things that are happening in John's time, things that happen in the end of time. What about in between? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You look in Revelation, you're going, oh yeah, look at that. That's the history that took place here. And that's this. So you see that's historicism, looking at the whole. In other words, sometimes when you look at historicity, oh, you're saying everything's in the past. No, that's preterism. Mm -hmm. Historicism allows past, present, and future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I think it is the best way, other than the fact that it's based on, you know, the introduction of Revelation, right. is that it includes futurism. It right. includes preterism. It even includes idealism. Mm -hmm. And idealism is the theological term that, that is used for what we've been talking about when we say this history has application to us today in principle. Mm. Taking the history and learning the principles that apply to us is idealism. Mm -hmm. In other words, idealist approach to Revelation, they don't care about history at all. They just say, oh, there's a principle there that applies to us today. Mm. There's a principle there that applies to us today. We need mm -hmm. to live with the white horse. We need to have our lives, you know, mm. we need to go out and spread the gospel. Yeah. But it's all, how does it deal with me personally, right. not Okay. Not the history at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all of that is in historicism. Mm -hmm. Okay, we got to move to Matthew 13. This is so beautiful, so powerful. Jesus Christ is teaching here. Yes. Okay. And he's teaching, uh, and I'm just going to give an overview. He's teaching a parable to his disciples. And in that parable, which is called the, the parable of the sower and the seed, he's talking about how the word of God is going to be sown in all of the world. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, given that basic understanding of the parable of the sower and the seed, I'm going to ask you guys, knowing the parable of the sower and the seed, the sower goes out to seed and he seeds into this ground. How many types of ground that he, does he sow seed into? Four. Four. How many horses are there? Four. 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 Okay. Mm -hmm. When the sower sows seed, how many of those grounds end up being good grounds? One. One. How many of the horses are good? One. 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 Okay. 
as he's sowing seed, how many of those four grounds end up being bad grounds? Three. 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 How many bad horses are there? Three. Three. See, so what you have here is you have a perfect connection between mm. what Christ is teaching in Matthew 13 mm. and what Christ is teaching John in Revelation 6. Now, who opens the seals? Christ. The Lamb opens the seal. Christ mm -hmm. opens the seals. Mm -hmm. So he's opening these mysteries, right? He's opening these mysteries. Things that people can't understand, that's what he's opening. So with that in mind, read Matthew 13, and I want you to read verses, to start with verses 13 and, uh, uh, 15 and 16. Just those two verses. Okay. Or, uh, excuse me, 15 to 17. You want Jay to read or me? Yes. That was very diplomatic, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they sh should see uh, with their eyes and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you, that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. And the next verse, sorry. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. Okay, so do you get what's happening here? This is Jesus, mm -hmm. and he's saying, people can't understand what I just said to you, because they don't really want to. They don't really want to be converted. But you guys, blessed are you. Now, where do we find another blessing? In Matthew the book of Revelation. Revelation, oh, the first, okay. yeah. first chapter. Yes. Yeah. Blessed are those that hear, read, and keep those things. Blessed are you. Mm -hmm. Many righteous men have wanted to see this. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to unseal it for you. Mm. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see. It's the same thing, okay? In other words, Jesus is on the earth, he's walking on earth, and he's giving these parables, and people aren't getting it. So then when he's summarizing the entire Bible and the gospel and salvation, he gets these four horses, and people are like, ooh, what are those? Mm -hmm. Ooh, let's check those out. See, it's curiosity that draws us. Mm -hmm. And as we're drawn, then Jesus unfolds the gospel of salvation all over again. Mm -hmm. You see, that's his point. It's not some mysterious, terrible war. It's the gospel of salvation. It is a war. Mm -hmm. but it's the gospel of salvation, the war, the conflict between good and bad. Okay, now let's just read, and as we read, Ivor, read these verses for us, and as we read, I want these guys to identify for us okay. what horse connects with each one of these types of ground. Okay, so let's start with verse 19, and it says, When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside. Okay, misunderstanding God. What horse generates a misunderstanding of God? Okay, read verse 20. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receives it, yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he's offended. Okay, what horse connects with tribulation and persecution? Mm -hmm. Three. The, Isn't um, it the third horse? Persecution. persecution. Oh, persecution, that's the one I did. Um, the oh. red horse. The red horse. All right, so we got one horse hooked up right now, mm -hmm. right? Red horse is the sowing of the seed in this ground where we have tribulation and persecution coming up, all right? Verse, next, next verse, 22. Verse 22. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that hears the word and the cares of this world 
and the deceitfulness of, of riches chokes the word and he becomes unbalanced, I mean, unfruitful. <laughs> that was a hint right there. Well, we would say that that's the black horse. That's the black horse. You've got yeah. the world coming in. You've got the world choking out the truth. Excellent job. Thank you. <laughs> okay, let's go to verse 23. But he that receives seed into good ground is he that hears the word and understands it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundred, some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Okay. That's what, the white horse. That's the, the white horse. Yeah. So what horse is left? Pale horse. Pale the pale horse. horse. And the pale horse is all about misrepresenting God, mm -hmm. misunderstanding God. And you see that? Now, the pale horse, is that like uh, salvation by works? Yes, absolutely. And so is the black one. Mm-hmm. And so is the red one. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. What's really interesting, when we get to the trumpets, we're going to have a revelation of all these isms, Judaism, paganism. Mm. Islam, Catholicism, all atheism, all these isms, mm -hmm. but they all have one thing in common. All of them have a basis, are based on a foundation of creature merit. Mm. The only way you can get out of that foundation in any religious institution or teaching is grace. Mm. Grace is the unique ingredient mm -hmm. that is brought to us in the gospel of Jesus Christ unmerited favor. Mm -hmm. And when, as soon as you stir from grace, as soon as you pervert grace, as soon as you change grace, as soon as you mess with grace, you undermine the gospel completely. Because mm. unmerited favor motivates the heart. Unmerited favor just takes hold and captivates us. Mm -hmm. Captivates us. Takes us prisoner. I'm going to share something uh, that I think Good. is really interesting in terms of this sower. You know, we know the sower is Christ. Mm -hmm. And I, as I've read this parable, you know, if you, if you want to be efficient in seed sowing, mm -hmm. what do you do? You know, you're going to put the seed where it's going to produce well, fruit. Yeah. But I've read this, I'm like, why does the sower, you know, mm -hmm. allow seed mm -hmm. to fall on these different grounds? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The seed is the Word of God, mm -hmm. okay? And, and to me, it just says, you know what? Christ doesn't matter what condition yes. you are in. Yeah. He's going to throw that seed. And, and here's how we know that Satan is de deathly afraid of the seed because mm -hmm. look right there in verse, um, verse uh, 19. Mm -hmm. when, anyone, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one mm. and catches away that which was sown in his heart. And if you go back over, just look at verse, uh, let's see, verse um, 4, I believe it is. Verse 3, And he spake many things unto them in a parable, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. So mm -hmm. here's a question. If, if the seed falling on the wayside means, oh yeah, nothing's going to happen, why wouldn't the fowls just leave the seed alone? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't they just, oh, no, but the devil is so afraid of what the Word of God can do, mm -hmm. even when it falls by the wayside, mm -hmm. that he'll come and snatch it. He'll come he and snatch it. it. We can't mm -hmm. run the risk yeah. of these wayside hearers, these mm -hmm. stony ground, mm -hmm. because guess what? Before we came to the Lord, mm -hmm. we were one of these grounds. Mm -hmm. Yes. We weren't good, mm -hmm. like, I'm good. Yeah. No. <laughs> I was, a, you know, we were mm -hmm. stony hearers. Yep. We, were, mm -hmm. we were one of these other mm -hmm. grounds, mm -hmm. and the seed was able to penetrate that ground mm -hmm. and turn us into good ground. The Word of God is powerful. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Amen. So none of us are born on a white horse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? We come into this world, it's, it's just like, you know, okay, yep. Yep. we're dealing with red, we're, we, we hate, you know, we're dealing with mm -hmm. any one of these Compromise. And yep. Exactly. So, 
bloodless, lifeless. Yeah, so the rider on the white horse is going forth to conquer mm -hmm. and to pull people from these different yep. grounds yep. into where he is. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah, powerful. That's a good word. It is, and, and you know, this is another thing that's really significant about this is this is the Gospel of Matthew. This isn't the book of Revelation. Yeah. Mm. This is the Gospel of Matthew, okay? So this is Jesus talking in the Gospel of Matthew. Mm -hmm. But it's Jesus also in the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. See, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is the gospel. I like to say it this way. Revelation is the fifth gospel of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Re John, and Revelation. Because the book of Revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And it is a revelation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when we get past the symbols and we identify what they mean, whoa, wait a minute, okay, these symbols represent these four horses. They're four ages in time. And they represent in symbolic language the, the Christian experience. You have the apostolic age and you have accepting Christ, uniting with Christ, bringing Christ forth, his, his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection. That's what you're all about. And as you do that and you connect with him, you go forth conquering and to conquer. And Satan hates that. So he tries to persecute you. That was mm -hmm. an age in time, but it's applicable to us today. And if that doesn't work, he tries to get, get in there and compromise, get you to compromise, you know, mm -hmm. compromise. And, and then he comes and he tries to misrepresent God's character, mm -hmm. you know, tries to get you off thinking, well, you know, and I know I've, you, every, every one of us probably knows somebody or is close to somebody who was a believer or a Christian, but something happened in their life, maybe a death in the family. Mm -hmm. And they're like, how could God allow this to happen? Mm -hmm. How could God allow my death? had to die, my child to die. And so that rider on that pale horse is trying to separate us from Christ, mm -hmm. the white horse. But, and here's the verse I'd love us to just close with on this whole thing, to summarize all of this. It's in John chapter 1. Can you read in John chapter 1, Jason, read for us um, John 1, and it's talking here about, uh, it's talking about Jesus, so I'm going to give you that context, but read because we're running out of time. Read verses 4 and five. Four and five. Mm -hmm. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Did not overcome it. Mm. Did not overcome it. That is um, what we find in various translations of the Bible. The, the translation for that word uh, comprehended, it means to overcome, to take a hold of, to apprehend. Mm. And then as Ivor was sharing earlier, verse nine says, that light was the true light which lights every man that comes into the world. Mm -hmm. Stony ground here, thorn ground here, wherever you are, it lights every man that comes into the world. That light lights every man that comes yeah. into the world. Mm. So this is just a beautiful picture yeah. of the gospel in the four horses. Mm -hmm. mm. Amen. Amen. All right, we need, to, we need to close out. But before we do, we need to remind our viewers that they can send their questions in. To sss at 3abn.org as in salvation and symbols and signs. Signs at 3abn.org and we are looking forward to getting those those questions. We want to answer those in future programs together. So anyway, we need to close out with prayer. Who wants to volunteer? I'll pray. Thank you, Albert. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you um, for opening the word to us, for giving us an understanding of the scripture. And Father, we just ask that you would continue to open our eyes um, continue to win our hearts, continue mm -hmm. to conquer us, Lord. May we surrender mm -hmm. to your will, and may we do that which is pleasing in your sight. 
Um, may, we, may we understand the grace that you have given to us. Mm -hmm. And Father, thank you again for your love for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So just in the last few seconds, it's going to be important for us to transition now to the fifth horse. Mm -hmm. Not the fifth horse, fifth the fifth seal. seal. Mm -hmm. And we've been just looking at this history and we're going to find that it connects very much with what's going to transpire next. So we're going to take all the information we've gathered and we're going to use that to transition to our next seal. And as the it opens up, poof, it's just going to be, it's going to be powerful. It's Amen. going to be beautiful. Praise Amen. God. Amen.